Well, after that very disappointing loss to Orange County in the weekend, there are three games left in July. If this team does not get a win in those three games, there needs to be consequences. I can't believe I'm saying this after how excited we were about this squad coming into the season, but quite frankly, there have been letdowns at several levels. Defensively, we haven't been as stout as we have been in the past. Midfield does not seem to have control of the game as they have in the past. And as always, we seem to have trouble scoring goals with the exception of the 2014 season. If we do not win at least one of these upcoming three games, there needs to be consequences. Either players need to be just completely benched, Briggs needs to be let go or maybe the general manager title needs to be stripped from Donovan and he needs to just be the president. I don't know which one it needs to be. Quite frankly, I think Briggs is a good manager. Uh, I think Donovan has had stretches of making wise decisions, but maybe coming into the season with the, the MLS debacle and building a squad with not really knowing the direction the club is going, maybe that's just too much for one person. And the technical director, general manager position needs to be given to another human being whose full-time job it is to think about the future of the first team. Or maybe it's time to just cut Cam loose now, or it cut Belmar loose, or Formella, or whoever it is. I, I'm just throwing out those names because goal scoring has been an issue, but it could be a number of players. I'm not quite sure what the solution is, and I think that's the problem. If we can't nail down an exact solution. How is the team supposed to? Obviously, they have more insight than we do, but this has been bad. It needs to be better. The fans deserve better. Honestly, the club deserves better. Again, no win in the next three games. Consequences must be dealt. This has been Scott with a Nolan's Note. Hope to see you guys soon at the game. For now... Glory, glory, Sacramento. Glory, glory, Sacramento. Hello and welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Winnick, joined in the studio by Nolan Gerlock. And not Scotty. Hopefully, will be with us again soon. Mm -hmm. um, me and Nolan are a fresh off of a, a wonderfully, uh, depressingly entertaining <laughs> game over the weekend, which ended in us uh, driving home uh, the suburban and not <laughs> the what Silverado truck. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, Nolan drives a a Chevy Silverado. And G as GMC we Sierra. same thing, GMC Sierra. Same thing. Okay. Um, GMC Sierra. And, uh, we got in the car to leave the game and Nolan put his, his car from park into reverse and heard a big thud. And, uh, well, the brakes kind of just decided to, yes. to, to not, <laughs> not work, but also still kind of work. And so we called yeah. Nolan's dad and he came down and rescued us. Yeah. My dad's um, pretty legit. Nolan's got to got to fix the truck today with his dad. Yeah. After this podcast, what's going on? What what do we have to fix in the truck? Yeah, man. So first of all, that was like the perfect. Uh, I mean, we could not have just gotten in the truck and like drove driven away after that game. No. Like, 
Like, no, something had to go wrong. The voodoo it was were, only fitting. The the juju was out that yes, night. Yes, the bad for the bad vibes. Um. So yeah, we got in the truck. Brakes were crap, and uh, didn't know why. Uh, I called my dad, and uh, he came out and picked us up, and then drove it home because the brakes were still technically functional, although what you had to like push the brake in like super hard to get it to stop. Um. So we found out there's this thing called a brake booster that like helps you brake better. Um, and there's like this brake manifold that holds your brake fluid. And that was bad. And it was leaking into my brake booster, which broke my brake booster. So Sunday we spent after the Euros uh, fixing, hmm. replacing those parts. And tonight we are going to bleed the brakes and hopefully fingers crossed. It'll be all good. It's going to be good. So that's what's going on. Uh, Zach and I had a lovely time. Yeah. Just, uh, chatting in the uh in the parking lot for a while oh, yeah uh, thank you to the people there was one in the lady who like yeah. stopped and asked if we needed to jump and then matt george the homie yeah of course stopped and asked if we were doing all right so thank you guys for uh you know looking out yeah looking out for your friends and uh yes for each other so with that yes we got home we got home safe and sound yep no crashes so that was good and and uh you know it was it was a fitting end to the day it was Looking ahead into the news now, uh, a couple things for you today. Copa America just finished up over the weekend. In Dude. case you, uh, in case you've been watching, that was a final between Argentina and Brazil. Mm. Ended with a one nothing Argentina win with a Di Maria goal in twenty second minute. Um, it is Messi's quote unquote first big trophy, uh, trophy uh... with Argentina. But uh, Nolan brought up a good point on Saturday, actually after the game was like he won an olympic gold medal yeah like that's a big deal i don't care like about the structure that's an olympic like you're an olympian yeah. and a gold medal olympian like yeah. that's a big deal so yeah. uh screw you whoever is yeah. out and there saying that's messi's first trophy and whoever wins the olympic tournament this year that's a big deal don't let anyone yeah talk down on you yeah, exactly. It's not gonna be in the U.S. because they're not in it. But whoever... I was, I was gonna make a shot, and you made it for me. <laughs> so yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's the that's the Copa America final. Argentina won nothing to Brazil. Mm. Uh, also the Euros. There was there was the European Championships on Sunday afternoon. Uh, I got to watch this game in like a sports bar with uh, my family. My sister is a huge Manchester City fan, England fan. Phil Foden Mason, fan. Basically Phil Foden fan. Yeah, basically just Phil she, Foden fan. She painted her face. Did she dye her hair white blonde like Phil Foden no, did? she did not do that. It's already almost so that color. So ugly. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe he did that. It does not look good. Yeah, and unfortunately they lost. So yeah. the rest of, this, the, of the team doesn't have to do that haircut, which was the agreement apparently that Phil Foden oh. made with everyone. He's like, hey, if we win the Euros, you'll have to do your hair like this. All right, you know what? That actually makes it a lot yeah. better. That's fair. <laughs> kind of cool. That's kind of a troll, and I'm here for it. So yeah. Phil Foden just gained some points with me. Yeah. I like that. So hopefully, uh, you know, everyone was watching that game and got to experience some great moments. I know I did in a uh, in a sports bar. There was, like, this Italian guy and his, and his wife, and he's very expressive and uh, involved in I the bet. game. So that was fun. We actually watched it with um, one of our friends who's English. The, the Dickens. And so, oh, really? Yeah, that was really fun. They showed up. And, uh, Did you know they were showing up? Ella invited them like okay. like 30 minutes before. So okay, cool. Fun. Yeah. Um, they were still. Uh, was, how was Fiona? Was she like into it? She was into it. And then she was like clearly a very experienced English fan because she was like, 
Oh man, well, I guess I'll just go home and cry. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but it was, oh gosh, <laughs> oh man, it was good. I mean, it was to me. I'll just give my little notes on the game. It was wonderful game. Yeah, beautiful game. Yeah, super definitely. fun, super thrilling. Like, yeah, end to end, went to penalties. That, that was awesome. Um, so Donnarumma is is that Great man. Goalkeeper. He is yeah. that man. Yeah. On his way to PSG and along with everyone else in the world. I'll even <laughs> give it to Jordan Pickford cuz I haven't really been I don't have time to like That was such a games. huge save in the penalties. Yeah. But what I do is I listen to podcasts about the games and everything I've yeah. heard is like Pickford is the weak link, Pickford is shaky. Like he looked the one guy I heard said he looked like he had hadn't slept in 3 nights and had eight cups of coffee before the game against All right, that's just a shot. That's just a shot at his <laughs> like, physical appearance like, though. He, but he looked <laughs> rattled. Really? And, and okay. in this game he was an absolute wall. Blocked two penalties in the shootout, made some crazy saves in the game. Yeah. Was confident, commanded the back line. Um so he played well. Really the, yeah. there was no better they were both there was no better team and it had to be decided by penalties as hell. Is my take on yeah. the game. Um, and, and that's fun. That's a fun is, time. It was entertaining. So, well, and in just as important news, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I just looked down at the show notes and looked at what that important. And I just had to laugh. The gold cup <laughs> is underway. Oh um, yes, you know, it's a it's a wonderful thing. Uh, <laughs> the gold cup has started. Uh, I know you have all been waiting for it. It oh, yeah. is much you know, highly anticipated debut. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Um, the uh, U.S. men's national team are playing in it. They're in a division with, um, you know, solid, uh, just juggernaut Martinique, <laughs> and, as well as Haiti um, uh, and Canada. And Canada. that is the that is the division um, they play. Is it a group? I don't even know how. Or, yeah, I said division. Okay, it's yeah, a, yeah. yeah, it's a group. So, so that's their pool. That, okay. That's their pool play group. Um, and they just played. Haiti I, yeah. on Monday, Tuesday, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> what day is it? Yeah. <laughs> they played yesterday? Um, they played yesterday. Oh, I legit right. did not yes. even see. Yeah, they played yesterday. They played yesterday. Okay. Um, and won one nothing against Haiti. Um, we're clearly the better team. Um, had like three shots off the woodwork. Uh, so, you know, it definitely closer than they would have liked. Haiti did take Mexico to pens a couple of years ago in the last gold cup. So, you know, they're not, they're no Martinique, but, <laughs> um, but we still got three points out of it. Um, Canada beat Martinique four to one. Yeah. That's who we play next on Thursday, July 15th. We'll play Martinique. And then Sunday, July 18th, we'll play Canada right, and then it'll yeah. go to knockout rounds. So, um yeah gold cup underway um very exciting, very exciting. kind of the hot. men's u.s men's national team like b team hot take zach who uh maybe I mean, maybe b plus i honestly plus maybe possibly b plus but b probably plus probably the b team because they don't want to like call guys in from their clubs or something um because clubs won't release their players to a uh, gold cup pretty much yeah that's fair uh like you like juventus is not going to be like yes Weston McKinney. Weston McKinney can uh, risk, you know, his livelihood to play against Martinique yeah. and Haiti. But they can say no because they can't say no for like World Cup and Euros. I, I, I think, I up. think that, yeah, I think that is part of it though. I, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I think it is part of that. The, the clubs won't let him. So then, like Reggie Cannon, who's yeah. not technically like on a team right now, really, he's there. Interesting. So he, but apparently, like, may have gotten a knock. 
so it didn't oh, yeah. play. But it probably wasn't anything. They're just being super cautious. Yeah. So Daryl DK's there too. Daryl DK. Yeah. So I like him. I've heard good uh, things. Yeah, he's fun. He's a fun that's one cool. to watch. So yeah, that's on underway. Um, Nolan, Exciting. would you like to wrap us up with a little division yes. USL yes. USL division roundup? USL Pacific Division roundup. Um, not everyone played this week. Las Vegas and Oakland uh, played on Saturday. They uh, Las Vegas beat the Roots two to one. Um, and then on Sunday, the LA Galaxy two drew nil nil with Tacoma Defiance. Um, on Tuesday. Orange County SC drew against Tacoma, nil nil. Um, and then of course Sacramento played Orange County uh on Saturday, lost two nothing, played the Roots on Wednesday, drew nil nil. So that was the um Pacific Division games of the week. Uh in terms of standings for those who are unaware, including myself at the moment, <laughs> pull it up. Uh I'm just going to say this without looking at it. Phoenix Rising are at the top of the yes, uh, sir. of the division, followed by Orange County SC, who aren't too many. They're only two points behind with the yep. same amount of games played. So it's kind of interesting that yeah, that the, that the the Blues, no, they're not even called the Blues anymore. Orange County is playing so well. Yeah. That is interesting. The Loyal are up into third with uh, 12 games played. Big bounce back. The, yeah, huge bounce back. Bounce back. The Lights. Las Vegas so, Lights. Big surprise. Big Taking surprise, that surprise. fourth spot in yeah, the, bro. that fourth playoff spot. 11 games played, 13 points. Uh-huh. Uh, tied on points, though, with the Galaxy and Tacoma Defiance. A little interesting because the Galaxy have, Galaxy have played two more games than Las Vegas. The Tacoma Defiance mm-hmm. have played the same number of games, 11. So uh, still, you know, quite to play for in mm-hmm. those four to six spots. And then in seventh, the Republic with nine points. Four points back from that fourth spot. And then bottoming out the group division, whatever you call it, is the Roots. Eight games played, six points uh, earned. So it's not looking good for the Republic. No. (laughs) It's looking good for Las Vegas. Yeah, which is interesting, too. Las Vegas um, is looking to get, I think, Quadwo Apoku Mm -hmm. is his name. Um, they're looking to get him back. He had gotten injured. He's a he's a right wing, um, down from LAFC. Uh, he got injured in the game against SAC. Um, and that's the last game he's played. He had played 36 minutes with them and looked real good. Uh, he looked like he looked like a level above. Yeah, you know, he looked like an MLS player. Yeah, he had no business with down. with potential. Yeah. Um. And uh, so they should get him back soon. They're they're hoping he's kind of like a kind of day to day right now. Yeah. So they're hoping to get him back soon, which will be interesting when yeah. they do. If you know he can kind of return to form, and they can start pushing this table and pushing honestly, on up the table. At this point, I'm just hoping that good players get back for other teams. Yeah, because I want to just see good soccer. Yeah, I don't care who's playing it, but it's the Republic or the I team know. they're playing. So it's a fair. Um, it's a fair point. And yeah. and on that note. Let's get into some game reviews. Let's get into some reviews. So, you know, the moment that I'm sure you all have been waiting for <laughs> to talk about these wonderful um, 2 nothing loss <laughs> and 0-0 tie, uh, starting with the 0-0 Boy, tie. Yeah. Oh, wait, let's just like preface this with the, uh-huh. the rest of pod plan. Yeah. We're going to run through these so games So that people quick. don't yeah. stop listening now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're it's gonna a great point, Nolan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> we're gonna run through these games real quick, and then we're gonna like take a, s- a step back, look at big picture. Okay, how did Sacramento get here? Yeah. How 
um, have we arrived at this very depressing point in the season? Yes. And then end the episode with maybe some uh, some ideas of where do we go from here. So with that preface, Zach, let's get into these reviews. Yes, Wednesday I will. Night. I will try and go through these a couple. You know, these quickly. Yeah. Um, Wednesday night on July seventh, played the Oakland Roots, tied them zero zero. Mm-hmm. You know, as this score shows, it was there's not a lot of talking points. Um, Duke Lacroix had a decent game. Yeah. Uh, at the at the left back position, had uh, three shots. Um, had a Fatma raving a seven point seven. Uh, was our best player, and and, and Shannon Gomez had a seven point nine as well. Those were our two best players on the field. Not too surprising. Our fullbacks are solid, um, but. Just Mario, couldn't get things going. Yeah, Mario Panagos got the start. Played he the did. Ninety, he looked fine. Wasn't, yep, didn't score. <laughs> so. Tucker Bone gets the start. So does Cameron Awasa. Both get subbed off. Yeah. Um, took a lot of shots. Took nineteen total shots, but only three hit the net. Yeah, no, only three were on on target cool. at least. Uh, um, yeah, it's the same old story. Um, the defense is still able to play well. Zero zero tie, we get a point out of it, and then we go into Saturday and play a very good streaking Orange County team. Yeah, this game has a little bit more talking points to it. It um, does, not good ones, not not good ones, but uh, <laughs> it was a little bit more entertaining from kind of a depressing standpoint. Yeah. So, um, Sacramento loses two nothing. Um. They, you know, if if they accomplished anything, it is to to lead the league in red cards. Um, after this game, we now lead the league in red cards. Uh, Kibun Gucci gets the start and gets a red card. Um, Mitch Tainer gets the start and gets two yellows. Yeah. Um, and gets sent off with about ten minutes left in the game. Um. So yeah, there was there's a stretch of time when we were playing with nine guys out on the field and. Uh, yeah, it was. It was just. It's just not a good. It was not a good look no. for the club. No. Um, it is. It was tough to see as as a fan. It's just yeah. tough to see. Um, I don't even want to really get into talking points because, yeah, it's just. It's one. It's the same old story. And two, there wasn't. We didn't set ourselves up to succeed. Um, yeah, the game was over before the red cards came. I mean, yeah, Orange County had already scored two seventh goals. minute. Yeah, Chris Weehan sliced open Sacramento again, uh, and then in the thir- in the thirty seventh minute, uh, their number ten Iloski yeah uh, scored and game was over. Sacramento didn't look up for it. Yeah, at kickoff they didn't look up for it when the first goal went in. They didn't look up for it when the second goal went in. Kevin Gucci, I mean the card was controversial. I don't know. Yeah, the, he went in for late tackle. Was, yeah, that one was controversial. It's it's also you know right at the top of the eighteen. Yeah. The ball was on the other side of the player from the ball was at the player's right foot. Kim and Gucci went in from the from left. the left. Like you just and he's coming on net. Like it was yeah. a counter and he's yeah. coming on net. So yeah, definitely a yellow. I don't know that it's anything more than a yellow, but it does, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um Mitch, Mitch Tainer was, was on a yellow yeah. and took a real rough foul. I mean, you just can't do that yeah. when you're on a yellow. Gotta be smarter. Yeah, it's just this. It's just it was sad. It was yeah. tough to watch, and um, I mean, we had seven shots on net, yeah. but I think can I? I think I can summarize the game with one moment. 
Yeah, go for it. It was before the second goal for Orange County went in. Sacramento somehow had the ball inside Orange County's 18. I forget yeah. what minute this was. It was early as, as maybe 10, 15 minutes into the game. Somehow the ball fell to Carlton Belmar's feet while he was facing the goal, which yeah. rarely happens. Yep. And Pete Pennanen happened to be standing next to him. Un, facing the goal, uh, you know, on un, on un, nobody on uh, unmarked, and they both instead of communicating and and one of them hitting it, looked at each other and did nothing. Yep. And then a defender stepped to it and sprung a counter against Sacramento. Not um, only cleared it, but sprung a counter. Yeah, and so like, and then Pete and Carlton are just you know blaming each other, clearly at each other. clearly yelling at each other and and blaming yeah. each other. I mean, this goes into what Scott and I talked yeah. about on the last episode of midfielders not taking initiative, you know, trying to score goals, pushing yeah. the team forward, not only just, you know, preventing goals from going in. It goes into our discussion of Carlton Belmar. We like him. We want to like him in Sacramento as a player, but he's just not playing well. No. Like, he's not scoring goals. No. He's not looking like he wants to, sc- like he's going to score goals. Like this just doesn't seem to be the answer. Um, so that was disheartening to see. Yep, uh, I don't. I don't want to talk too much more okay. about it. Let's get into the Vegas preview real quick. Yay. We'll play Vegas on Wednesday, uh, June what fourteenth? July fourteenth. July fourteenth. Okay, <laughs> my bad. And uh, July fourteenth. Uh, we'll talk are. about that, and then we'll yeah, we'll talk about some big picture stuff. Yeah, Las Vegas. They're hot off a two game win streak. Whoop whoop. Yeah, uh, the llamas. Yeah, um, they'll be playing at home. Probably doing something like super crazy, like parachuting the players in for the start or something like that yes sir um a lot of these players that are playing for las vegas are going up and down with lafc so for example for example um their forward daniel musovsky who we saw in sacramento when sacramento beat las vegas three to one um he has played played for both the lights and lafc he scored three goals for the lights and he has an assist for the MLS side mm. against Austin FC. So like these are good, good players. Yeah. That are getting MLS minutes and dropping down back down to LAFC. Um or dropping back down to Las Vegas. Yeah. My hot take for this game is that Sacramento loses. I think that's gonna be our take until they show any mm-hmm. impetus and any desire to, to yeah. play. Um we're about as cold as you could get right yeah. now. Yeah. Las Vegas is pretty hot. Yeah. So just doesn't look good. It looks like more misery ahead for the Republic. Yep. Um, but Zach. Yeah. Let's get into this big picture. Yeah, and and uh yeah. I mean it's it's more misery ahead. It, it feels so predictable. But it's not it, you know, it, it really is. It's what it is. It's predictable. It's it's been this way for a long time. And the signs have been there for a long time, I think. Um, and I think we want to talk about kind of the the signs that were there this year in why we've gotten to this point. But the signs that were there last year and and, and in even in maybe even years past, you know, we'll see where conversation goes, but maybe even in years past that the you know the signs have been there that that the identity that Sacramento holds as a club is definitely in question at this point. Yeah. You know? And 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 let's and we're just gonna talk about big picture, you know, why, why, why that is. Yeah. Um so starting out this year, um I think that there's a number of things we could talk about. I think that the Chris Gloucester loan move Mm -hmm. is really telling and is a good example uh, of, I think, 
where you and me are, are kind of feeling the club is heading as far as like the identity of the club. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about just that, that yeah. loan move, big picture things um, as far as like Chris Gloucester? Yeah. So you and I were talking. Who's um, a great player. We're not trashing Chris Gloucester. Yeah. Good, good fullback. Yeah, um, for sure. He, so we were talking while we were sitting in the parking lot broken down. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, he, like, we just, what the heck? Like, what was that? Yeah. Well, and for those who don't know, yeah, you you know, maybe you're asking yourself, like, because you heard Chris Gloucester. We we got this lone guy. Chris Gloucester NYFC, seemed good. Blah, blah, blah. He only played a couple games. What happened to him? Yeah. Um, His lone move was for three games. Yeah. His lone move was was literally for three games. Yep. What does that mean, Nolan? What does that What does that say about the club? What does that say about you know yeah. their direction that they're taking? That they would take a loan like that? Yeah. So this is this is so we first of all we read in the press report he was announced at the same time that Nabi Kibanguchi was announced. Uh huh. And Nabi Kibanguchi was stated by the Republic's press corps that or press officer that. Um, Kibun Gucci was here to the end of the season, mm-hmm. and then it said it was like this weird language of like Chris Gloucester being this like short, just yeah, vague short term loan. And we're like, okay, what does that mean? And then we found out that he was leaving after three games. Yep, and and that was the deal. That was the deal agreed to. Like this wasn't like, you know, he's here till we call him back. It was like he's here for three games. Get yep. him this these many minutes. Um, and now this is this is me and Zach. You know pontificating like this is what we are reading into that agreement yeah sacramento took on chris gloucester because nyfc said hey give this guy x amount of minutes and we'll give you this and we will give you x amount of money yeah sacramento said okay and Mm -hmm. we will do that to the detriment of squad continuity like the players playing fullback playing that position for three games uh duke laquad did not play yep because chris gloucester was occupying his position um that makes terrible sense if you're thinking about building the squad um and showing your team that you have confidence in them mm-hmm. um and so yeah like i don't think we talked about that enough uh, even when he when he left we were like oh, yeah. okay he's gone and duke claws back in like great um and like we said like fullback is a position that sacramento is strong in and yeah. you just like basically told those guys yeah. Sorry, you're not gonna be a part of this team because we can make a quick buck with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about like workplace environment, but that's not something that I'd want to be stepping into right now. Like that just sounds no. toxic. Um, especially as somebody like Duke Lucroix, yeah, who's coming into this team as a man in his later twenties, yeah, right, has had success at the USL level, yeah, is a very good USL caliber talent. Right at this level, he's a very talented player. Mm-hmm. He's and he's going to a Sacramento club, which is known for we've never missed the playoffs. Right, that's 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 who we are. That's our part of our identity. We make playoffs. Yeah, we produce good teams. We have a strong fan base. Like that's the type of team you're playing for, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what does that say to a player that comes in under that pretense that oh no, you're gonna sit three games because we just got this guy from Minnesota that's going to play your spot NYFC. and then leave. He's not, he's not here for the club. He's yeah. not here for a playoff push. He's not here for any reason other than to get minutes from us and from you. And then you'll be back. Like that's not what has characterized 
Sac Republic in the yeah. past. Yeah. You know, we're a team that brings in good players. But are we? For That's the purpose a question. Of yeah. For the purpose of winning, for the purpose of, of winning a championship. That's yeah. really the, the identity of the club. But is that the case anymore? Yeah, and that's what got us talking is like, okay, on the maybe there's a disconnect between what the team's uh, management has decided, the direction the team's management has decided to go, and the expectations of the fans. Yeah, the clear ex- the expectation of Sacramento fans is we are a championship side, not USL like we are a championship contending side. Yeah, yes, we want to be competitive. Mm-hmm. The management with the decisions we're seeing right now indicate yeah. that they want to give Sacramento a team uh, get provide a venue by which to that you can watch professional soccer in Sacramento mm-hmm. and that's about it which is fine like there are clubs like that like yeah the vast majority of clubs are like that not every team can can be vying for titles year after year mm-hmm. after year like that's expensive not everyone has that money yeah but you know and that's okay if that's the direction that the management wants to go, but they're going to have to rec- reconcile that with the expectation of the fans and start shifting the narrative of the team um, mm-hmm. from these, you know, title contenders to, hey, be grateful that you have a team in Sacramento still. You know, you just got MLS ripped away from you. Like, yeah, And, I th- I and that's <laughs> another good point. And, and when we ask the question, why are we here? This is a club going through an identity crisis. Yeah. We're, we're, we're an MLS club. Mm-hmm. We're so, there was a time where we were an MLS club next year. There was a time. And then there was a time where we were an MLS club in two years from now. And then now we're we're living in a time where we're an MLS club question mark and have been that question mark for a good minute now. And it's starting to feel like it's fading away. And also our, our owner has, you know, made his plans to sell the club to an MLS to become an MLS club. Right. So then now what is he going to do? Yeah. You know, there's this a big there's a big identity crisis within the club. Yeah. The you know the the whole, you know, meta narrative of the club and and you know, I think in as we kind of transition now into, you know, let's looking kind of further back into the 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 past. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the ownership and the and the management have have had this thought of like okay now we're not like we're we're not going to be the the team that vies mm-hmm. for championships we're not that team yeah. i th- i still think they think that and still are striving for that genuinely but the league has changed a lot yeah. the league has evolved a considerable amount in the last 3 years 5 years yeah you know you you can't you can't get by on the same investment that you did when Sacramento started in the USL. Yeah. It you're not going to win championships that way. Yeah. And that's a that's a good point that you bring up with MLS like maybe the management is just like in survivor in survival mode. Like could be, yeah. We are just trying to get through the season. We anticipate and just being, figure ourselves I out. Mean, let's not rem- let's not forget in October 2019, Sacramento made plans to be playing in MLS. In 2022. Yeah, that's, that's next year. year away. Yeah. And so they've had to pivot from that yeah. only since January because that's when the news went down that the investor pulled out. Yeah. And they're like, 
crap, well, we have to put a team on the field this year. Then we also have to figure out what the heck we're doing after this year. Then we uh-huh. also have to figure out if we're going to be an MLS or US. Like, We also have a manager yeah. who has a win-now mentality, yeah. who is a talented manager. Yeah, and we want to keep him happy. We want to keep yeah. his players happy that, you know, they're on our books. We want we want to provide them with satisfying work. Yeah, we, we have twelve, you know, fans that fill up our stadium that that mm-hmm. we got to keep happy. So, um, it's not it wouldn't be easy to be on that yeah. side of the table, but uh, yeah, good good, you know, perspective to take um, there. But yeah, let's talk about last year. Yeah, I I think um, the COVID season, the COVID season definitely didn't help no. financially. COVID didn't help. Um, you know, I think that's a big part of that. Yeah. It's clear that Briggs has not been set up to succeed. Yeah. Um I think th- there were things that you could have done in the off season, regardless of COVID, regardless of the MLS pullout, um, that would have helped him out. Like yes. namely get rid of Cameron Nawasa, namely don't bring back Carlton Belmar. Yep. Namely don't bring back I don't I don't think we were talking about Derek Formella. Like ha- Yeah, I I I like Derek Formella. Yeah. Um Derek Formella is not the guy. Yeah. Derek from never Derek from has never been the guy. Yeah. Um, if, if you can, if he can be a supporting cast member, I think he can really put some goals in. I yeah. really do. He's not going to be the guy though. He's got great touch on the ball mm-hmm. for somebody at this level. Um, he's got a decent shot. He's really slow. Yeah. He is slow. <laughs> um, he just is. Yeah. And, if he's not the guy, like like a team looking at Sacramento goes, okay, who do we need to shut down offensively? Yeah. All right. Is it Cameron Owasa? No. no. Is it Carlton Belmore? No. Is it Derek Formella? Yeah. Of of the people that are there, yeah. of the attacking players at Sacramento, is probably Cameron or it's it's probably Derek Formella. Yeah. Okay, so then we'll shut down Derek Formella. If you if you go out of your way to shut down Derek Formal, you're probably going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a decent player. He is. He's not a great player at this level. Yeah. Um. So having him be the guy was kind of always not going to work. Yeah. And we had said this in the off season. We had said I remember very vividly, like being around this table talking about how we liked Derek Formella and we were hopeful of his future mm-hmm. come 2021. But he's not the guy. Yeah. And there were concerns that we had if that's the role he has to take. Mm. But it, it screams a bigger issue, which is there's not money being given. It, it's 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 it is clear that the striker, the forwards, the attacking players in soccer are the most expensive players. Yeah. That's where you have to spend the most amount of money. And that's where we haven't. We've the most the most the highest contract on this team is Cameron Owasa, and we've kept him. Yeah, and he's clearly not it anymore. Yeah, and it, it, yes, he maybe he has regressed, but the league has also evolved. Yeah, big time. I mean, past him. Yeah, he's not this decrepit old man. He's just no. not gotten better while the league has. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and it, you know, it used to be that he could have not the greatest touch, but could be the guy at the right place at the right time. Yeah. and tap in a goal. Well, now you have to be at the right place at the right time and have the skill, yeah, to do something creative and and talented. Yeah, you know, at a higher level. Not yeah. saying Cameron Watts is not talented; he is, but like you said, he hasn't evolved at the rate that the league has. Yeah, and maybe he has regressed a little bit as well. Also, there's there's one 
thing I want to note about this that goes along this theme of like last year player acquisition supporting Mark Briggs, an ambitious manager. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk. Let's hit this point and then move on to like where do we go from here? Because I have yeah. an idea or two. I'm sure you do as well. Let's talk about Malik Foster. <laughs> so we've heard. Oh that, yes, like, we totally. This guy yes. is you know such a miss. Like he you know really unfortunate that he's yes. hurt. He's Malik the best Foster, footballer on this team, forward. Zach, you looked up his stats. Yes, um, he has three career <laughs> USL goals. He does uh, in his entire career in, in a half season with Rio Grande Valley. Yeah, the worst team. The Rio you know, RGV was not a good team. Not right a good right. team. They're playing really well right now. Yeah, uh, with the uh, with the, <laughs> the help of Rodrigo Lopez. Because I mean, let's just give it to Roro. He's playing well. Yeah, he's playing well. I don't yeah. like these. I, I've seen a lot of hate on Twitter for Briggs, directed towards Briggs for like quote letting Roro go and like oh, you're bro. so wrong dude like yeah it was just so clear that Rodrigo Lopez yeah. in this team was not gonna fit nope and so yeah he's getting what he wants in RGV and that's the difference yeah RGV is RGV is letting him do what he does best yeah. and what he wants to do yeah. um, he's not running a lot now he can't he's older yeah. um and he's playing long balls like he likes to do he likes those creative pretty you know, distributions towards the wingers, uh, long balls. And, and he gets to do that there and he's playing well. He was on the yeah. team of the week last week. So good for him. Um, yeah, it was clear he was not going to make it on this team. Yeah. He's not what Briggs wants. I think there's a way we can praise Roro and not like deride everyone. Else. I agree. I agree. I think that was a good, I think that's a perfect point. I think it's both. And like, it can be the, it is the truth that the right decision was to let him go. And it can be the fact that he is playing well in RGV this yeah. year. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. I don't see those things as like proof of one thing or another. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe there were some things that happened in, in Sacramento that were a little eye opening to him. Yeah. And he yeah. pivoted a little bit. Yeah. You know, maybe he's like, Oh, wake up. I'm playing in RGV. Like historically not a good team. Um, Let's get it going. Yeah. And, and they're getting it going. Yeah. So Back yes, but, Malik Foster. but Malik Foster. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, oh, he's, oh, I, he's not I thought, very good. I like, thought you yeah. okay. Yes, according that's to right, his sorry. record, he's yeah. played in Costa Rica, Israel, and RGV. Yeah, like, so so hasn't been prolific anyway. And, and so you you do kind of it's hard with these players, right? Because yeah. uh, Luke Foster is not somebody who's played a ton of games. Yeah, he, he's he's bounced around multiple different clubs. So you have to kind of um piece together the narrative of his career right. um through what you see which are stats which is not everything yeah. um and mark briggs is somebody who has proven to be a coach that can find talent yeah. you know can find diamonds in the rough yeah. he has a track record of doing so so it could be that malik foster actually is really good and has bounced around and hasn't had the best of luck but you know, based on what you can tell, what the proof of his career up yeah. until this point is, he was owned by a Costa Rican team, took a couple loans, um, took a loan to RGV, yeah. played half the season, scored three goals in like eleven games, uh, I believe eleven starts, yeah. um, and which isn't terrible, you know, and you know it's okay, half a season. Score three goals. Okay. Um, young player. Went to Israel. Um, played like a couple games. I'm assuming then COVID happened. Yeah. Um, returned to his Costa Rican team, was a free agent, and then Mark Briggs was like, This is the man. This is the guy. We well, we need don't him. know. We don't know if it was Briggs. We oh, know. we don't know. That's true. That's we, true. I mean, another it could thing be Todd Donovan, could be multiple it, people. Well, dang, I'm forgetting his name now, but the guy that actually brought all these players in made those decisions yeah the, our um, former gm 
Yes, I'm blanking as well. Our our former GM. It's okay. Yeah. We don't need to it's get It's not Todd Donovan. Like Todd Donovan, really. Like we can like yell at him and like say bring in a new player, but we can't say you're yeah. an idiot for bringing these players in because he didn't. He and 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 got the, the position guy. that he has right now, uh, kind of out of the blue and on the spur, you know, yeah. spur of the moment kind of yeah. a thing. And, I mean, it is a top. We're yeah. we're a team in some mix up right now. Yeah, yeah. So it could be it could be that Malik Foster is a great talent and yeah, hasn't gotten to is. prove it. But to bank your entire offensive yeah. <laughs> like capabilities on this guy is far fetched. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. And is is yeah, approving of the money that we're willing to spend as a club. So yeah, I have a question for you. Zach, Go ahead. In terms of shifting this conversation from big picture club and free, not free fall, but club that's suffered. Yeah. This past eighteen months. Yeah. Where do we go from here? We've talked about the club's identity. Yeah. Maybe needing to shift. The narrative in the past has been this is a championship contending team. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that can still be the case in Sacramento? Or do you think that uh, we need to change our expectations as fans? Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I think it, it's it really is, I don't know. And it's not up to me to know. Um, there's people that need to know. Mm-hmm. We... We can't ask this question, or we can't we can't know the answer to this question um, until MLS is decided one way or another. Mm-hmm. We are becoming an MLS squad in this year. We are not becoming an MLS squad. The bid is gone. Mm-hmm. That has to be figured out, and then our owner has to decide. I am keeping this team. I'm going to stay the owner of a USL team in Sacramento, or. I am selling this team. I am not going to be an owner of a USL team in Sacramento. Those two things have to be answered. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, we can decide, okay, what are we doing? What should be our expectations? And I think that's a huge reason why the club is at the point that it's at right now, is that those are huge question marks. And when you bring in somebody like Chris, Chris Gloucester, for three games and you just get a money grab. Like that makes people ask more questions. It's like, we don't know who the identity of this club is and we need to know. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to improve. I don't think until those things are figured out. Yeah. And it could be that, that those things get figured out and we start, you know, we start having more of an identity and, and and a decision is made to, to bring in an, and a forward because we're a USL team and our owner is staying a USL owner and we're going to bring in talent and we're going to win games like we did when Thomas Enovolson came in. Like mm-hmm. it could be that that happens this season, but those two things need to get figured out. Yeah. Are we an MLS squad? Yes or no. Is our owner this is our owner, our owner permanently? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. Those things have to get figured out and then we can answer that question. Yeah. I, uh, I think that's, I think what you said about like, this isn't, we can't make that decision. Like we're kind of waiting on yeah. direction to be set by MLS, by the club's management, by the club's current ownership. Um, and it's just really hard to say. I have a take on like, okay, let's assume the worst. Let's assume Sacramento. Well, let's assume not the worst, but some bad stuff. Let's assume Sa- MLS yeah. is dead. It's announced. Not going to happen. Let's assume that, you know, uh, Sacramento is not going to have an ownership that is willing to spend 
yeah. to contend in this league. Mm-hmm. They're willing to, to fund the, the team and do it on a budget. Mm-hmm. How do you inspire fans? How do you inspire a playing squad? How do you inspire a coach to buy into that? Because it's easy to buy into winning, right? It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be the best. Like, that just sounds fun. We have done that. Yeah. <laughs> as as human beings on this podcast, we have done yeah. that. Yeah. Is there a way to get buy into the club that isn't based on, I don't want to say winning, but um, seriously contending for championships? Or you... Or, or um, seriously contending for championships by spending money. By spending, yeah, that's a good way of putting it, Zach. So you can seriously contend for championships and not spend money. Yeah, that's the money ball approach, right? Yeah, you have to get real creative, yeah. right? And you need people like Mark Briggs who knows talent and can find it. Yeah, I think that's one way that Sacramento could go. Yeah. I'm not really smart enough about ideas and how to do. It. What does that look like? Yeah, who do you that, yeah. talk to? Like. There are people that are though. Yeah. Now we've always been a club though that brings in the best players, quote unquote. Yeah. And wins games yeah. and pushes in playoffs. So are we not that team anymore? Yeah. If we're not, that doesn't mean we're not contending for championships. Yeah. It just means we're pivoting from an identity standpoint. You know, we're not gonna just buy players and and spend big money. Yeah. Like a San Diego, like a Phoenix, you know, like an OC. Yeah all teams in our division. We're going to take more of a money ball approach. We're going to have to get creative here. Yeah. But we don't have that identity right now. We don't have we don't have any identity. There's no like, all right, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I think there were a lot of dismissals in like, well, you know, Cameron Wasik can he, he he'll get it together. Carlton Belmar like he he'll get it together. Yeah. Formella scored a good amount of goals last year. He'll score more this all year. against Tacoma. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll yeah. score more this year, right? Let's 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 bring in a good goalie. We got great goalies. We got great defense. We're bringing in a depth in, in midfield. Yeah, you know, Penanen is this is this cool guy? You know, it's done well in you know not a great league, but it's done really well there. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, I, let's just let the kind of question marks at the top of of the of the roster at the the forward position kind of just figure itself out yeah you know and that didn't happen it's it's a bet that you make Mm -hmm. it's a bet that you make and as an ownership group as a leadership group as a managerial group it's a bet that you make it's a risk you take yeah that i would say and it didn't work yeah the money ball approach is one way the club could go i don't think that's what they tried to do this season i don't either what i see this season just being cheap that's what i see um and and uh yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I but agree. One, just let's leave it on like maybe like sub, slightly up more, slightly more upbeat. Another direction I can see the club taking, and that we that it has a track record of of doing, though it hasn't like come out and like made this the the ultimate. Mm-hmm. But player development, like yeah, okay, we signed. We have a great academy. Aiden Sargis and Mario Panegos. Those were the first two guys that were signed from the academy to professional contracts. Rafa mm-hmm. Juaregui followed. Julian Chavez is getting minutes right now. Yeah. Uh, the keeper who I should know his name but i don't he's, uh yes. he's in the 18 all yeah. the time ochoa i don't know i don't know i don't know that sounds right but i don't know um like maybe this can be sacramento seeing like hey these are kids from the community playing professional soccer in sacramento like, yeah that's something people can get behind mm-hmm. especially if that's what's marketed and that's what's um if that's what's driving the team forward um and yeah. getting pe- players to buy in coaches buying like hey 
I'm a developer of people. I'm, you know, I'm not sitting mm-hmm. here with 30-year-old professionals that can't get their act together. I'm sitting here with young teenagers that Hungry. have a future in the game um, yeah. that want to play, that can under in a, have the, the uh, football IQ to, to take my ideas to the field. That's one thing we talked about mm-hmm. uh, at the game. Is like, look, these players probably don't have the footballing IQ to play the what way Mark that Briggs, Briggs wants, wants yeah. to play. Mm-hmm. Um, the academy guys do because they've been coached well. They've been brought and they've been up coached in his by him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so like, for a couple extra years, yeah. And then fans, I've seen a lot of Panago shirts at the stadium, a lot of Sarge's shirts at the stadium, lots of Huaregi shirts at the stadium. Like that's something fans can get behind. So, um, you know, that's a direction the club could. I could see the club going, and I would be excited about. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to hear about like this championship winning side that's not winning championships yeah like that's just really boring. if it's misplaced yeah right yeah. we're not a phoenix you know no it, but if we know that yeah if we hey we're not a phoenix and we're not going to try and be phoenix yeah. we're not going to spend a bunch of money but we are still actually going to try and contend for championships we're going to do it a different way though yeah i can get behind that yeah 100%, absolutely 100 that identity has to get figured out we're not the men to do it i yeah. hope the men that are can and That's, women. That is our hope. And yeah. women. Yes. Sorry. And all genders. Men and women. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I meant. Uh, the, yeah. So with that, we've been going for a while. Let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and end let's it here. wrap it. I don't know. Um, I mean, that was kind of our, we're sick of dis- discussing losses. So let's, yeah. let's kind of take a, a step a back. A broader, yes, a step back. Yes, exactly. Hopefully we have more exciting things to talk about on the next show. I know. We're going to have to not be get a win soon, man. Preview, preview. We're going to have to get real show. creative. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to, let's end it there, Zach. But uh, as always, glory, glory, Sacramento. Sacramento.